Oh, Christ. Why do we do this? <laughs> For the fans. Yeah, we do it so that the fans will never know what So that they don't have to. Antics. <laughs> Tiger style. Tiger oh, that's Wu Tang Clan, isn't it? Yeah. Banger. Utter banger. Anyway, welcome back to Rules as Written, <laughs> the DD <laughs> podcast where we tell you the rules as they are written. Zing. Today, we, we're going back to the classes. What have we got lined up for today? We're going to talk about druids. Woo! Why don't I do a spooky sound? Like, the druids are. It's the more of a warlock. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that one. So, druids have a USP. What is their USP? What is a USP? A unique selling point. Ah. <laughs> I see we have marketing man here. <laughs> <laughs> druids have a USP. KOLs. <laughs> what do druids KPI? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do druids do? Okay. Well, druids. Their uh, their KPIs are all focused around nature and, <laughs> and animal animal. They turn into animals. Okay, that's what they do. Yeah, they'll turn into animals. That's what you do as a druid. They like that's, nature. That's it. That's the whole thing, basically. Yeah, I like nature. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Ah, delicious water. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like everyone knows what druid is, like based on yeah. like, Radagast the Brown and stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah, pretty much. Although Radagast is more like a different circle of druid. What would you put Radagast as? Radagast is a circle of the land druid because that leads more into the spell casting, but liking nature. Yeah. Um, and then circle of the moon is being nature and liking spells. <laughs> yeah. So those are the kind of ways that druids can lean into things. It's like how how much do you want to interact with nature versus how much you want to be nature. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping straight in, what hit dice are they running? 1d8. That's pretty beefy for a full caster. They're full casters. I thought it was below average because like it goes from d6 to d12, right? Well, the d12 is only done by the barbarian. Yeah, but it's on there. So, so it's that's kind a, of that's like mid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I see d8. It's not a d6. That's what I'm putting up. Okay, there. it's yeah, more than the sorcerer, the wizard. The, I, I think the cleric is also a d8. Yeah. So, how would you build? What what stats are we looking for? for a, a druid. So to build your druid, you're going to want to focus mainly on wisdom mm -hmm. as your highest stat, and then followed by constitution, which is a pretty easy build. Yeah, although I guess, I mean, I've had druids that also lean into an almost ranger kind of aspect, and then they have decks up there just to get that sweet bow attacking. Yeah, you could do, you could do if you want to go with finesse weapons, which you can, but it depends on how you want to build your thing. If you want to follow the, ca the strict spell casting, then you're going to obviously want to go into the wisdom. Yeah, they run off wisdom, so wisdom should be your highest, whatever you do. And constitution will help a lot of things regarding, like, turning into nature and stuff like that. It, it helps a lot, also, your concentration. True. Your concentration spells. Yeah, keeping concentration. Good, it's a good just buff stat to have, really. Yeah. So, with druids, while you have proficiencies in things like light armor, medium armor, and shields, you should mount. You cannot have metal! <laughs> metal anything. Better get that wood stuff, that leather stuff. It does say 
that druids will not wear armor or use shields made of metal. I guess there's some leeway no for flavor. exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> leeway for flavor, like if it's between a TPK and Ooh. picking up a metal shield, maybe, maybe that could be a real character development moment for your party's druid. It sounds like you're they just trying to wiggle out metal the rules as they're written, <laughs> <laughs> Let me be free! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the flavor of that is that druids have like a deep mistrust and disdain for like man-made yeah. things. Yeah. The man-made world. Which I have had some druids vehemently roleplay. To yeah. the detriment of the party. <laughs> yeah, and like the famous Reddit post on the logical consequence of this belief where you hate beehives as well because they're constructs. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> so you can go on this spectrum, but that's on one end of it. <laughs> Anthills must die. <laughs> I want to play that character. <laughs> so what are your weapon proficiencies? You can use things like clubs, daggers, darts, javelins, maces, quarterstaffs, scimitars, sickles, slings, and spears. It's quite weird that they don't say simple weapons or martial weapons. Very like this. specific. It is things. very specific. Yeah. I noticed some of them are uh, made of metal. Well, you know what? They didn't say anything about that, so maybe that means metal, uh, wooden scimitars. A wooden scimitar. And A wooden sickle. Leather mace. <laughs> That's a blackjack, isn't it? <laughs> it's a rubber mace. Sock full of nickels. <laughs> Woody <laughs> nickels. <laughs> that's quite good. Actually. Yeah, so, so that's what you're dealing with there. So, so you have, those are your weapons, armor. Very picky. Druids. Yeah, very specific. Very picky. Tools, herbalism. Herbalism kit. Saving throws, intelligence, and wisdom. Annoyingly, yeah. Yeah, not yeah so that's your proficiency. Not constitution, sorry. Yeah, your proficiencies are for intelligence and wisdom. Alright, so the skills you can choose two from Arcana, Animal Handling, Insight, Medicine, Nature, Perception, Religion, and Survival. I'm not sure how I feel about religion being in there. That seems a bit of a uh, man-made construct. Ooh. Oh, whoa, we're getting in here. We're getting, we're saucy. Getting saucy. Ooh, don't, uh, <laughs> don't flame us, okay? <laughs> we do have a listener in Alabama. <laughs> so you can choose two, so not too many. A bit on the lower end yeah. of the spectrum for the amount of proficiencies you'll have. Yeah, Arcana. Skills. They all make sense. Yeah. If I was to pick any, Arcana and Religion. But Medicine, that makes sense. Insight, Animal Handling, definitely. Yeah, they all make sense. Now, like rogues, Druids get their own super secret language. Oh yes, Druidic. Now, Druidic's a bit of a interesting one, because you can, you can dead drop Druidic. Yeah, yeah, because Druidic uh, is something that you can either use as a spoken or written language. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about Druidic, kind of like Thieves Cant, is that while it's not only relatively undecipherable mm -hmm. by people who don't straight up know Druidic, yeah. it also requires a DC 15 wisdom check to spot the message's presence. Which is a bit of a 
metagamey check to ask for. Yeah, it, so. <laughs> yeah for sure. But yeah, it's almost got a bit of a magical edge to it, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I can imagine it as a language that maybe just looks so congruous with nature that you wouldn't even necessarily notice it as something being like... It's just it's just a load of twigs laid out on the uh, yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah, like how would you know? <laughs> it just spells words in English. <laughs> but it's using leaves instead. What does it mean? <laughs> it says, fuck off, man. <laughs> you mom gay. Oh, man. oh shit. <laughs> Got him. Worst set <laughs> 20 I ever <laughs> so, the next part, spellcasting. Spellcasting is remarkably similar to clerics. Yep, so you get your two cantrips from level one. Only two, that's not too many. And then it doesn't go up very high after that. So mm. your cantrips will just go up one per few levels until it maxes out at four. Yeah, clerics go a little higher, they max out at five. But the way you change your spell list is pretty much the same as clerics, right? Yeah, so if you remember from the clerics, you have access to your entire spell vocabulary. You mm -hmm. can choose from any of them each day, and then choose an the amount entire list. You want to, from the entire list, and then choose an amount that you want to prepare each day. The catch cool. is that you have to spend at least one minute per spell level for each spell on your list to pray or Meditate. Yeah. Remember. So that does not include the long rest, the eight hours for your long rest. Yeah, so that's so a thing. So make sure DMs, if someone wants to replace like a load of sixth level spells, like three sixth level spells. There's a cost to it. Yeah, that's like the a, better you know, part of half an hour. Yeah, you gotta spend some time. Just enough for a troll to thank you. You know, I'm preparing a spell! <laughs> <laughs> That's my wizard voice. That's our next cross Is it wizard troll? Huh? Is it a wizard troll? No, the guy spent preparing his spells. Oh, okay. It interrupted by the troll. So, wait, the druid was a wizard? No, okay, so the druid was preparing his spells. Yeah. And he was very upset that the troll came in and interrupted his preparing. Yeah. But then I gave him a wizard voice. Yeah. And that was purely by accident. See, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't realize how. So we both fucked up. <laughs> so a quick go over, as we do always, your spell casting abilities. Your spell save DC is eight, plus your proficiency bonus, plus your wisdom modifier. And your spell attack modifier is your proficiency bonus, plus your wisdom modifier. Super simple stuff. So that's it for spell casting. Yep, they have access to ritual casting and your focus. Well, infuriatingly, I couldn't find anything in the player's handbook about what your focus is. Let's just say it's a twig. <laughs> An incredibly leafy twig. Yeah, good, good stick. You ever go outside and find a good stick? Yeah, I'm just doing that as a kid. Looks like you a little flintlock pistol or something. Yes. That's a good one. Good stick. Good stick. <laughs> So yeah, that's spell casting. You've got the whole list to choose from. It's like clerics. Just don't change all of them at the same time. Now, the big boy, your big, your defining feature as a druid is wild shape. Wild style. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know, it sounds cool. It could also like be a Wu-Tang Clan thing. It's tiger style, tiger yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, that is Wu-Tang. Banger. So what is Wild Shape? Give us, give us the 411, is that what the Americans say? 411? Give me the deets! <laughs> give me that 411! What does 411 mean? 
I think so, but honestly, that's kind of where I'm peeking at my age here. It's a little before. I thought that was like 90s. Yeah, it's like 90s, but I was like, you know, I, I capped out at the 8 in the one. 90s, you know? Like. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. <laughs> Give me the 911. <laughs> so, wild shape. Wild what shape. What does it do? Is when you turn into a beast. That you have seen before! I was drinking water, but I'm suitably scared. <laughs> that you've yeah. seen before, that's a key detail. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a good way for like a DM to kind of like, eh, I can't. Yeah, it's a good way for a DM to kind of introduce things slowly. Yeah. Although you can have some, some uh, players who would not be mentioned who claim that they come from an enchanted forest and have therefore seen every animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from the enchanted forest. I've seen a jackalope. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly! Yeah. Let me have my balancing measures. <laughs> okay, uh, enough salt. So you can use this feature twice per long or short rest. Or short. That's key. But it caps out at twice. It's always twice. Unless go you up. go into the circles, which we won't this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, starting out, this will be your like hard cap. Yeah. And as for what kinds of animals can you turn into? This will be up to your beast shapes table in your druid section of your player's handbook. You're really running with the voice. <laughs> so at level two, you can be any creature with a challenge rating of one quarter or less. Yeah. So some good animals that are challenge rating one quarter or less are things like wolves are a very kind of classic early level one mm. rats any of your favorites boars yeah boars are solid they can charge they can they can jump around quite quick they get around they got a speed of 40 it's a good little uh, middle ground yeah so you can kind of imagine as well that like even if you can't find an animal that's explicitly listed in the player's handbook or otherwise, because naturally there are probably more animals in the real world than there are <laughs> in your D&D handbooks. Yeah. Uh, unless you get enough expansions, I guess. <laughs> One day. <laughs> uh, then you can kind of use a similar animal's stats. Yeah, something those. also that people always forget, you can be a riding horse. That's yeah. a challenge racing quarter. That's a fun thing for other players to take advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> At level... Or you get to be a half challenge rating with no fly speed, but you can have a swim speed now. Did we say that? Challenge so, rating quarter with no fly or swim speed. At, at level two. At level two. Yeah. At no level four, you can start swimming. So that unlocks things like crocodiles, reef sharks. It unlocks the warhorse as well, which has slightly better stats if you wanted to help your paladin. <laughs> uh, it also unlocks the black bear, which is a solid kind of tanking class. One of my favorite animals just in general. Yeah, it's a solid, solid one. Yeah. Good one. And at level eight, you can start to fly with a max challenge rating of one. So this is things like great eagles. You also unlock things like bats are quite good. And you unlock the brown bear, which is a bit of a beast, to be perfectly honest. A little scarier than black bear. Yeah, he's, he's a good one. He's got multi-attacks, keen smells. Yeah. Not too shabby. So 
by eighth level, you've reached the pinnacle of what you can go into. Yeah, and Wild Shape is fun. So let's go into what actually happens when you turn into one of these cool animals. So firstly, the duration. You can stay in the beast shape for a number of hours equal to half your druid level, rounded down. Pretty long time. Yeah, like it's a pretty long time. A battle rate. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But I mean, by by eighth level, by the time you can be anything, by the time you've capped out, four hours. Yeah. That was a long time. You can revert to your normal form as a bonus action. So you've got to use an action to go into the beast form, mm -hmm. but you just use a bonus action to come out. You'll automatically come out if you fall unconscious, drop to zero hit points, and or die. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about that is that once you drop to zero hit points in your beast form, you still have your original HP in your person form. Exactly. And this is also something as well. When you change, you retain your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. It's only your strength, dex, and con that are transformed. That's an easy thing to forget. Yeah. So you'll have to kind of make a little reminder for yourself somewhere that like those stats are the things that you keep. Yeah. You also keep your skills, your saving throw proficiencies, as well as getting extras. If you're the animal you're changing into has any, you'll gain those on top of the ones you already have. And if you have the same proficiencies, bonuses, whatever, you just take whatever's higher. This could also affect how you want to make your build too, when you're mm. thinking about what stats you should really like beef up. If you wanted to go hard into the wild shape, which you should because it's great, <laughs> then you can kind of play on the stats that you get to retain. Yeah, so you can put more into your wisdom, intelligence, and charisma, and kind of dump out strength and dex and con. Yeah. You can't use legendary or layer actions, which are special moves that some uh, super cool at beasts can use. Yeah, kind of a given, I guess. I mean, you see these things and like, if you could transform into one of these beasts, you can kind of understand why yeah. you can use that. Going back to what you said about transforming when you reach zero, any extra damage is carried over. So let's okay. say you have 10 HP and you take 20 damage, you lose your 10 HP in your beast form, then you'll take an extra 10 HP damage in your human form. Got you. So you can be like crushed. Yeah, <laughs> something does enough damage yeah. to you. But it, it's it's kind of like temporary hit points. Yeah, oh, like kind of a lot. And yeah, <laughs> temporary hit points like come in less than 10 a lot of the time. Yeah. And here you can have like 30 odd. Yeah, in the easily. Case of a bear. Yeah, and then if you want, you can just poof yourself back into beast form next turn. <laughs> yeah, um, and you just won't be knocked unconscious. You can't cast spells. This is a thing. So when you're in beast form, you can't cast spells. That is a bit of a hamstring that people don't first think of. Especially if you're in beast form, you've got to come out to cast one spell and then you want to go back in. That's both your uses done. You're gonna to have to take a short rest or something like that. However, transforming doesn't break your concentration. That's pretty cool. So if you've cast something already, that stays. Yeah, so will you still have to take your constitution saving throws for your concentration spells if you take damage in your beast form? Yeah, you will. Okay. You will. Which is why, I guess, con is recommended, like so you said. Keep so yeah, if you can lean into it, you can lay out a good concentration spell, go into beast form, 
and hopefully keep that beast form spell going. Yeah, which implies also that beast form itself is not concentration. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You retain any features as well from your class or race if it ever comes up. So I guess things like tiefling's resistance to fire, mm. you retain that, which is quite cool, but you can't use any of your special senses. So you'll lose dark vision and you'll have to be a fucking human. <laughs> Unless you're a bat, then you get bat sense. As for equipment, you can choose whether it drops to the floor or kind of merges into your new form, like those Animorph books yeah. on the front cover. Those were creepy as fuck, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I had a DM who ruled that if I could because, you know, one of the first questions that you'll probably ask is, can I wear armor in one of my beast forms? <laughs> and the answer that she gave was one that I quite like, where if you make a piece of armor that can fit you in your form, then you can wear it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what it goes with here. It literally says the DM decides whether it's practical for the new form to wear a piece of equipment. The equipment doesn't change size or shape. Yeah, so you have to make something specifically for your thing. So a big chainmail cloak. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the uh, go-to for your bear form. Yeah, but you can do a lot of cool combinations with this kind of thing if you wanted to have some kind of heist sort of plan or whatever. You can interact with the objects that you currently own uh, in a reasonable fashion in your beast form. Yeah, there's infinite possibilities for beast form. It's definitely one of the most open kind of abilities. Yeah, it's super cool. You can be so crafty. You can be yeah. raccoons with their little hands. I've had people turn into mosquitoes and then be teleported, dimension doored, I think, into someone's nose and then, and then revert and just rip their nose <laughs> off via expansion. You can do a lot of fucky things with, with this. Yeah, we'll have to spend another episode uh, talking about what are the what's the damage that a creature takes when you turn into human form with them. It's the internal expansion damage table. Christ. <laughs> so that's wild shape. Yeah, that's your beast form wild shape. It's pretty. It, the sky's the limit, really. You can just we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and still not even scratch the surface of what's possible. So dig deep. Get into your monster manual at the book of the play at the book at the back of the player's handbook. There is a list of kind of your basic animals that you may want to turn into, but have a little Google around, find some good animals. Yeah, and as far as druid circles go, they tend to go into the kind of like Radagast looking druid where you interact with nature more, or the kind of beast boy looking ones where you like really yeah, go only... more into wild shape type of stuff. There's only two druid circles in the player's handbook. There's more that we'll cover, but compared to the cleric with their like seven, yeah, <laughs> it's very, very small. So you'll be basing a lot around your druid circle and wild shape and what that gives you. The rest of the druid is pretty empty. You get your ability score improvements, like everyone else, at 4th, 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th. A timeless body, though. At 18th level, yeah, for go. every 10 years that passes, your body ages only one. If you can be old! <laughs> if you have ever used that, please email me at toby at rulesaswrittenshow.com and tell me how the fuck that was ever useful in a normal game. Like, yeah, I mean... 
Maybe you have a game that just lasts so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know Players people, that come and go. <laughs> I know people jump forward in their stories sometimes. Mm. Like they'll just jump forward a few years or whatever. But if you're in a party and like your druid can carry on playing, but no one else can because we've got a hundred years in the future. <laughs> what I imagine is that if you ever have a game where you start out at super high level, right? You can just say, like, I'm making a character who's, like, level 18, and I want to be 400 years old. You are brave if you're starting at level 18. <laughs> everyone, tries it, everyone tries it, everyone tries <laughs> it. The last thing's beast spells. This is genuinely useful. Also, at 18th level, you can use your spells when in beast shape, but you can't provide any material components. So, you're pretty hamstring yeah. as to what you can do anyway. Uh, and finally, Archdrid. At 20th level, you can use your wild shape an unlimited number of times, which is very cool, very nifty. You can like pop between a load of things. You don't have to worry about popping out of wild shape to cast a spell, making the previous uh, ability <laughs> pretty fucking useless. Yeah. But also, like all level 20th abilities, it lacks some oomph. Yeah, I guess that's more for like the I want to actually be yeah, but I mean, wouldn't it be cool if you could just turn into an Ent? Like a challenge rating 5 Ent. If you're still maxed out at challenge rating 1 and then level 20, bam. Well, that's fucking where... challenge rating 20. That's ent. where the uh, that's where the circles come in. So the circles will give you different options depending on what you choose. So uh, I think that's why it's a okay. little Okay. Yeah. I guess I can accept <laughs> Circle of the moon, baby! <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's pretty much it for Druids. Yeah, that's that. Boom. Nature. It's that's time pretty that... neat. <laughs> it's time for us to go play some D&D. Stop talking about D&D. Go play some D&D. Yeah. Take care. If you like this, you can support us at Anchor FM. Link is in the description of wherever you find this podcast. You can message me at toby at rulesaswrittenshow.com. Or drop us an audio message on our site at rulesaswrittenshow.com. We're open to it all. We're pretty easy. We swing every way. Yeah, send us a <laughs> smiley face somehow. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see ya. Bye. Bye!